Yeah, Do you guys like Mini Driver? Not really. Me I, like, I like the bigger drivers. Yeah. <laughs> I like a Callaway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at you knowing golf terms. Ooh, golf man yeah. over there. Yeah. All right. So hoity-toity. I'm so entitlist. Okay. <laughs> Mike. Man, the dad golf jokes yes, are out in I force. Know. They are. Someone laughed at that just now, though. Some, someone you. did. Someone out there laughed They just at fell that. over, too. <laughs> they did. It's did a, you just make up that entitlist? I did. That was pretty good. That's oh, pretty thanks. good. Yeah. Yeah. A few people rolled their eyes, but a few people laughed. Yeah, it's better than Big Bertha coming out. <laughs> it's true. We have seen that in the Beacon of Light. Hi there, this is Angela, and I'm a big-ass runner from Eugene, Oregon, better known as Tracktown USA. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now here's your host, Jeff Harrell and Stephen Pritt. Well, thank you, Angela, and... Man, she did not waste any time with that announcement. No. That intro. She's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and Tracktown USA is correct. I mean, I've always wanted to go to Eugene. Eugene, <laughs> Oregon. Yes, to see where Pre ran and see Oregon, the new stadium there and everything. That would be an awesome trip sometime. Well, great job with the introduction, Angela. And this is The Big Ass Runner. My name is Jeff Harrell. And I'm Stephen Britt. Stephen, did you know that this is episode 59? I had heard about that before. Yeah. Yeah, 59. How about that? We're getting to AARP age here pretty we soon. <laughs> We're nearing retirement. <laughs> pretty much. I think we can start hitting our 401k in like six months. I think we're ready to go, right? It's awesome. Well, we've got a great show planned for you. Stephen, do you remember when we had Dr. Lisa on? I do, yeah. She's awesome. She's a physical therapist, but she also is a runner. And so she's got such great content. And I wanted to have her back on the show because we are both putting in more miles as we start to train for our big 100K early next year. And we have a couple other races between then and now. Yeah, we've got a couple of longer ones. Longer ones. So I thought it'd be great to have her on talking a little bit about taking care of your body when you're putting on more miles. Right. So we'll have her do that here in a second. And also, what? oh, big surprise. There's more? There is, there's more. It's hard to believe. <laughs> Timmy time is back. Yes. Oh, my. But you got to wait for that because right. first, Stephen, you and I had our very first night race a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we signed up for a race here locally, and it was kind of a fun one. It was a night race, so I think it started at 8.30 or 9. And by that time here in Texas, it's all dark. And so you have to have a headlamp, obviously. And we had never run. I mean, I've run with a headlamp before just for a little bit. The early morning or maybe dusk. You're right. Exactly. But not for a whole entire race. And this was a race that was a loop. Like you would go run a 10K loop, come back, run a 10K loop, come back and keep on doing that. So they had different distances. Yeah, and I think we wanted to do this because we figure with our 100K, it may take us into the night. Potentially, we, yeah. Maybe, we'll right. see. You know, We're doing it to finish, not necessarily to hit a certain time. Right. And we thought, well, we don't want that to be the first time we've ever run in the dark. So let's do a, a night race. It'll be a good experience. And it'll be a lot of fun. And I'm curious, we ran this together, although you, you and our buddy Richard are a little faster than I am, so... You're on different parts of the course, but I'm just curious what you thought of it. Yeah. I mean, one, it's a whole different strategy. I mean, you can only, even if you have a really, really bright light, you're only seeing maybe five to six feet in front of you. And so usually when you're running, it takes some degree of concentration, but not as much as this. So 
I think one part of it for me it was it was good because it was a good distraction to kind of really focus and people are calling out stuff like, hey, there's a root, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's also weird too that you know that you're with other people because you are, but it's this weird feeling of feeling like you're isolated, but you're also together. <laughs> like my buddy Richard and I, we ran together and there was a couple of people running with us, you know, different points in time, but it still felt like you were just out there by yourself. It was definitely a different feeling. Yeah. And I think for me, I tend to trip and fall anyway in the daylight. And so I was really <laughs> concerned about tripping and falling in the dark. And by the way, we would not run this course before. It's not that far. I think it was about 45 minutes from our house. But it was tough. There was a lot of up and down, a lot of rocks, a lot of roots. You know, it wasn't this just a flat circle yeah. where you could just kind of run it. You had, it was technical. So you had to really, to your point, focus just a few feet ahead of you. And usually you can see when an uphill's coming and a downhill's coming and you can negotiate that and figure out, do I want to run up that hill or, you know, how? you couldn't do that. It was almost like a step at a time. Yeah. It was really different. Yeah. And I think for us, what was interesting is because it was a looped thing, you know, you, you run your 10 K come to the aid station, run your 10 K come to the aid station. It was nice that it was predictable, but it, I don't know that that really helped that much. I mean, it was nice to know, okay, I know there's a hill over here, but that helped a little bit, but it was just, yeah, it's just a different kind of, I, I liked it. I actually really enjoyed it. I don't know if I want to do every race that way, but yeah. it was, I think it was good just to get the experience. Like I was concerned, like, well, was my headlamp going to go out, you know, or I had an extra pair of batteries, but obviously it lasted way longer than that. But I think it was also kind of fun and a little bit weird is you could see other lights running yeah. and you didn't know if they were coming or going or whatever. So if you felt like, like we actually got lost one time, we not like literally off the trail, but we went a different direction. And then we kind of realized, wait a minute, I'm not seeing any more lights. So we went back and this guy had his GPS watch on. So he's like, no, th we are on the wrong track. So that was kind of fun and interesting because you could easily get off course. I mean, the trail was well marked, but it was easy because there was all these other trails, you know, that you could be a part of there too. Yeah. I had a problem because I'm a slower runner anyway. So I start. we started out with a pack. There's probably how many runners did the, it was a 30 K that we were, we were going to run. Yeah. There were probably, I don't know, 50 ish yeah, runners. Like mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I'm probably going to be towards the back of the pack anyway, but then I forgot that I'd had my Garmin set for heart rate training uh. and I was not going to heart rate train this race. <laughs> so like, Maybe a hundred yards into it, I'm already above my heart rate threshold, so my watch is beeping like crazy. Oh, the whole time, yeah. And I'm like, it's going to do this the whole time, so I had to pull over <laughs> and try to figure out how to turn that off. Right in the dark. In the dark. <laughs> yeah. And by the time I did, I was by myself. Ah. Uh, so I ran. I I probably saw people five percent of the time. Otherwise, I was out there. It felt like absolutely by myself. Yeah. Which is a different feeling. It wasn't scary necessarily or weird it was just different yeah and i well i'm with you i kind of liked it it was just different it was something i'd never done and i i kind of liked not knowing what was coming up it was like an adventure right now the second loop you kind of knew a little bit more although again we were not that familiar so when you're doing it in the dark you're like i think i went through this before <laughs> right i'm not 100 sure but yeah i was by myself a long time and i have a little story about that yeah that was very frustrating <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like 
a little bit of a maybe potentially like a don't be a dumbass. Yes, this this definitely falls into the don't be a dumbass, which we haven't done one of those in a while. No. But I'm running along. This is on the second loop. And I'm running along. Again, it is pitch black. Well, first of all, I'd not run a lot in a headlamp, but I just bought a new one. And so I'm running along going, you know, this doesn't really light up very much. <laughs> so I do the whole first loop. And in the second loop, I'm, you know, it starts to get uncomfortable. Right. So I'm fiddling with the headlamp and all of a sudden I hit a button accidentally and it turns on brighter. And I went, oh my gosh, <laughs> this whole time, this whole time I've been running on dim, dim wit. And I, now I'm, I can actually see. So I'm on the second half of the second loop and I'm running along. No one's around me. Pitch black. You know, you're, you're kind of on high alert for animals and cause you just don't know. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm running along, Steven, and I hear this. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> like right behind me at a high pit, louder than I just did that. And it was another runner wanting to pass me. And I didn't see him with the headlamp because it's just, again, I'm on high alert. Right. Like, why did it scare the living bejesus out of me? I was like, why did you do a loud whoop, whoop right in my ear? Can't you just say runner? That's so rude. On your left? Yeah. Or- like, why did you scare the crap out of me? <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. That's horrible. You're not like a dog or a cattle. <laughs> yeah, that is. It was strange. Of all the races I've done, I've never heard that. It's not. I thought maybe, well, maybe that's not a trail right there. How many races have we done? Yeah. Never once have I had someone whoop whoop me out of the way. It was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that's uncalled for. Yeah, we actually saw a couple armadillo. We saw deer. A couple times you kind of look and you can see eyeballs, but you're not sure what it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly it is. You know, or is it like a rock? or whatever so that was kind of intriguing but you're right like being on high alert the whole entire time and not knowing what was coming was kind of fun but it definitely kept you busy well if you've never done a night race we highly recommend at least doing one so that you're ready if that occasion comes where maybe you're running into the night doing a 100k 100 mile or maybe a 240 yeah who knows wow but with that steven let's get started on episode number 59 Come the big ass runner. Well, Stephen, as we mentioned in the open, we are starting to put on more miles as we plan for our longer races. We've got a 50K coming up in November. We have a road marathon in December. I've never run one before. Uh, And it's exciting. (laughs) And we have a 100K in February. And so now it's hopefully starting to get a little cooler In Texas, we can start to add more miles we need to anyway with our running plan. And so I thought we would ask if Dr. Lisa would, she's awesome, she's been on the show before, if she would share with us some of her wisdom. So it's two parts, Stephen. We're going to play part one, and we'll talk a little bit about it, and then we'll play part two. So with that, here is Dr. Lisa. Thank you guys so much for having me back on the podcast. My name is Lisa And I'm a physical therapist who specializes in treating runners. A topic that is very near and dear to my heart is taking care of your body as your miles go up. So I say this is near and dear to me because two years ago, maybe it was three years ago, I was training for a half marathon. As my miles went up, everything else kind of went down. Like me taking care of my body, just all I cared about was just completing the miles, check 
done and that was it. No mobility, no, maybe I foam rolled for like five minutes at night, but barely any strength training, not even enough to break a sweat. And it was just, it was a disaster. So I definitely learned my lesson there. Did a ton of research after that. I mean, physical therapists make the worst patients ever. So no surprise there, but I'm just going to talk to you a little bit about a couple things that you can do to keep your body healthy as the miles go up. So when we're talking about running, a lot of runners get injured because you are putting so much demand on your body and your joints in a repetitive way. So, you know, think about if I asked you to do jumping jacks for 30 minutes, your form would probably be great in the beginning and then it would go down and down and down because you're tired and you're getting tired. And because running is an endurance sport, your body gets tired and it learns to compensate or change the way that it moves. And sometimes this is without you even knowing it because your brain is so smart. So a lot of compensations start without you even knowing it. And then those compensations over time, if they're not addressed, turn into injuries. So when the body cannot adapt to the miles that you're putting on it, so the compensations are getting worse and worse, it can lead to injuries. So 75% of runners are getting injured. I think it actually went up to 83 with people running with COVID, but 40% of those injuries are actually in the knees. So that's just kind of huge. Obviously the knees are weight bearing joints. So definitely need to protect those knees. A lot of the time protecting the knees just means strengthening the quads and the hips for stability and just to build up the joint in the knee. Because you're not going to change, I'm not going to change, if you have arthritis, I'm not going to change the fact that you have arthritis. But just because you have some sort of diagnosis does not necessarily mean that you have pain. So a lot of the time when someone comes to me and says, you know, my knees hurt from running, it's because running isn't good for my knees. Reality is it's actually really good for your knees because it's building up that bone, making it stronger, making the cartilage stronger from the demand. But when you add too many miles at one time or, you know, you're just not taking care of your body in the proper way, which I'm about to talk about, the joints can feel it more than they probably should. So preventing injuries has to be part of this training plan. So I always say, you know, smart runners which before I was not a smart runner, but (laughs) I feel like I kind of am now. I've learned my lesson. (laughs) But smart runners definitely incorporate injury prevention into their plan. So that means you put in just as much effort into running as you do outside of running. And that's not exactly the fun part. It's not really what runners want to hear. All we want to do is run. But it is the truth. So prevention, injury prevention has to be a part of that. So I always say it's Two things, strength training and mobility training. So I'm not talking about the fact that you need to go lift all this weight and be extremely sore the next day, but it should incorporate dynamic unilateral movements because that's what running is. And a lot of the times, you know, people will do lunges and plyometrics and stuff, but the reality is those are great, but you should also be doing accessory training. So working on the stability in the pelvis. A lot of people call that, you know, core strength, which it definitely is core strength, but a lot of stability training because you really need that pelvic area to be so stable when you run or else your hips are going to drop when you run. You're not even going to notice this. This is going to be like to a degree or a couple degrees off. You're not going to notice that. 
too small to notice, but if you record yourself, you might notice it. But you definitely need to work on that stability because if your hip drops, your knee's going to cave in, your foot's going to cave in. It's just going to cause all these problems up and down the kinetic chain. So your strength training should incorporate dynamic unilateral movements that are addressing any asymmetries that your body has. So this is really digging deep. I should be able to ask a runner who is training for whatever race, I should say, you know, what's the tightest joint on your body? And you should be able to tell me. That's how in tune you should be with your body. I could already tell you right now, my left hip always seems to get tight compared to the rest of my body. And my left gluteus medius, which is a stability muscle in your hip, is always weaker than any other muscle in my body. So you really have to be in tune with where are my strengths, where are my weaknesses, and that's just going to come over time by strength training, mobility training, when you're running, just being in tune with your body, listening to your body, understanding what you feel, it, your body's trying to tell you something. Well, Stephen, that's part one. And obviously, Dr. Lisa knows her stuff. I think she sounds like she's been to medical school. <laughs> I think that's probably true. I took tons of notes. I, don't, I think you did as well. And I think the first thing I thought about is this idea that when you get tired, you compensate mm-hmm. your form. There's compensation that happens. And she said, sometimes it's not even noticeable. I, I, however, can often notice when I get longer in miles, my, and I start to shuffle more. I start to kind of bend over more to shoulders, shoulders kind of shrug. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of what she was talking about totally resonated with me. Yeah. I think the other thing I thought was interesting, she said that there's a myth out there that running is bad for your knees, that it's actually not, but it's, you know, like she was saying, the longer the miles and not doing the equal amount of exercises outside of running is an important issue. So I thought that was a, a good myth for us to, to recognize because yes, I mean, obviously at some point in time you might have knee issues and you can't run, but it's not that necessarily it's always causing the problem. And a lot of what she talked about falls into something we talked about several episodes ago, which is recovery and how important recovery is and how that should be part of your training plan. She says it probably more specifically that injury prevention should be part of your training plan because if the stats are right, man, over 70% of runners get injured. I think that's been always my concern as we train for this 100K is Mm -hmm. I I don't want to get injured in training. Right. I want to be able to do this. And so, you know, taking that very seriously and working in the things she talked about, which is the strength training and the mobility training to make sure that we are doing our best job to not get injured. And then the other big factor, and I think sometimes when you don't have a well thought out training plan is you can increase miles too quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a recipe for disaster because as she pointed out, your body's taking on new stress. It's not ready for. Yeah. No, I think that's true. Yeah. And I think the point you said too, is like when she's talking about the strength training, the stability training, mobility training, like that's all important part of it. It's not just the running. I mean, even we talked a couple episodes back about your core that keeps you upright, keeps your form. Even we were just talking, you know, earlier in the episode about the night race, there were several times I almost fell, but I could tell my core was the thing that kept me from falling. That orange theory. Yes, exactly. So I think there's a, there's idea that, okay, well, if I'm just running, running, running all the time, that if I stop and do these mobilities training or strength training and those kind of things that that's going to take away from my running, it's only enhancing it. It's not taking away from it. Absolutely. And she said gluteus nudius, which I always get a good chuckle. Yes. I don't know where that is. (laughs) It's the sophomoric (laughs) part of 
of El Jefe over here. Yeah. Well, Stephen, let's hear part two of Dr. Lisa. So just because I say strength training doesn't mean you have to lift heavy, but training smarter, not harder, and addressing any asymmetries your body has. So that might mean, you know, your left hip is extremely tight compared to your right hip. So you work more on your left side, something like that. Or you really incorporate mobility training every single day compared to three times a week. If you don't know where to start with this, start with strengthening your feet and strengthening your pelvic stability. So you can say this is core, but you can call it core. That's fine. Call it core, but I'm not talking planks because I want it to be dynamic and I want it to be unilateral. So start with planks, but then progress to one arm planks and then add in a movement, something like that, because that's what running is. We're not just standing still when we're running, we're moving. I say strengthen your feet because I believe everything really starts from your feet. So if your feet are strong, then you're going to be able to push off better as well. So make sure you also have good running shoes. I'm just going to put a little side note in that I created a program that addresses mobility and strength training. If you really don't know where to start, it's a three-month program designed for injury prevention and it just lays everything out. And you can find that on my website, runningwithgoldens.com. Or DM me. My Instagram is at dr.lisa.dpt on Instagram. So another thing I wanted to talk to about is taking rest breaks and listening to your body. So I already said I should be able to ask you what's the tightest joint, what's the tightest muscle. You should be very in tune with what's going on with your body. And if you're doing great and you think you're symmetrical, that's awesome. Most people are not, and that's okay until it gets to a certain extreme. But make sure you're listening to your body. You're taking rest days when you need to. I have a training plan right now for my half marathon, and it is just the most broad outline because I just know I have to get a certain amount of miles in each week, a certain amount of days that I'm running, and a certain amount of strength training days, a certain amount of mobility days, and it's all going to be, you know, I mix and match it depending on what I'm feeling. I don't really ever run back-to-back days with my longer runs, but it has to be about what are you feeling that day and be able to go 100% with what you're feeling that day. And don't be afraid to bring it back a little bit and just listen to your body because at the end of the day, you're just going to have to run it once, right? (laughs) All right. And then the last one I have to say is focusing on your cadence and your breathing. I talked about this in the last podcast I was on with you guys, but really focusing on You know, I talked about a lot of stats with if you increase your cadence, you decrease your risk for injury and same with breathing, getting your breathing technique down. And also just make sure you're not increasing your miles by too much each week. That's definitely going to cause pain because your body, you know, if you increase those miles too fast, your body is not going to be able to adapt to the forces that you are putting on it. So if you're increasing it from five mile run, all of a sudden a 10 mile run in one week, your body just doesn't have time to adapt. So it's just going to cause more compensation. So make sure you have a good training plan. Make sure you're flexible with it and just learn to listen to your body. Thank you guys so much for having me. You can find me on Instagram at dr.lisa.dpt. Feel free to DM me. I always love hearing feedback and anything else you want me to talk about or mention. Just let me know. But I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Such good wisdom, Stephen. And here's one thing that stuck out to me. I've always thought of people having feet that smell strong, but I wasn't sure that they had (laughs) strong feet. Strong smelling feet, but not strong feet. 
And it makes sense, though. You don't think about strengthening your feet, but that's where it starts, to her point. Yeah, when I used to run cross-country, we did a lot of feet and ankle stretches and things because we would train out on the trails and run rolling hills and things. And it's really easy to not do that, but it, it really does start from the bottom up. Yeah, it's good. And I think, too, just having those dynamic stretches as she talked about the unilateral words that I had to look up. <laughs> the data scientists helped you out with a couple of those. They did. They did. But I think my goal here was, or what I took away from it is, you know, running is a dynamic exercise. And so instead of doing just the planks or those things that help strengthen the core, add movement into it. By the way, she's got a great Instagram. She puts on a lot of free content. Yeah. So I highly recommend, you know, again, we don't, we don't, have, she's not sponsoring a show. We don't sponsor her. We just love what she does. And she's very knowledgeable, as you can tell. And, and she's very, as she also mentioned, accessible. So make sure you reach out. But yeah, lots of great content on her Instagram page. Yeah. I think the last thing, Jeff, that was really interesting, and I think it's a good reminder for all of us is we've got training plans. Some of us have coaches or plans that we're following. Everybody has a different path to that. But I really like what she said about focusing in. We should all know what our tightest muscle is. And if you don't think you have one, then that's probably an awareness issue. And then two, we talked about how you're feeling that day. I think that's really important to focus on that. You know, if there's a day that you're just not feeling it, but you still want to get your run in, get your run in, but don't push it. You know, I think that's where you kind of blow past these natural and native warning signals. You can still do something, but don't blow past them too much to take maybe something that could be prevented as an injury that comes into being an injury. Prevention of injury, rest, listening to your body, having a plan. I think all great advice you know, for the everyday runner. We're out there. We're not elites. We don't have the high dollar coaches and things like that. I think we're just out there trying to do the best we can. So I, hopefully that was some great advice and you took away some good nuggets that you can apply as you are training for your next race as well. And with that, we just want to say thank you to Dr. Lisa and helping us understand how to take care of our bodies as we increase our mileage. Well, Stephen, one of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there just making it happen. Who do we have this week? So Jeff, this week we actually have Heather Hesse and she's at Granny Gear 13 on Instagram. And she's awesome. She's a trail runner. She's got some four-legged friends that help her along the way. Also an avid cyclist. And she's just out there just doing an amazing job running. And she's got a crew that she runs with and stuff. And we just want to say way to go. And congratulations for getting out there and making it happen. She is awesome. Because if you remember a few episodes ago, she had nominated her friend Marty Janicek for a shout out and kudo. And we thought, man, if someone's going to do that for someone... They should get a shout out. She deserves it. Absolutely. So way to go, Heather. Hey, Steven. Hey, Jeff. You know what time it is? Um, it is seven o'clock. No, it's Timmy time. <laughs> hey, what's up, fellas? 
What's up, Tim? Time. I like the hair. Man, it's growing. It's growing and flowing. Yeah. Yes, for those of you who don't know, Tim has embraced the COVID hair. Have you had a haircut since COVID? Had a couple trims just because the wife made me. Yeah. Right. You don't want to get split ends. I no. Mean, <laughs> nice. Are you conditioning? Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. That's yep. good. Aldra? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Leave in conditioner or do you use a flat iron? <laughs> I just have a like pert. Oh, that's a man with daughters right there. That's right. You can tell Steven's got daughters. Well, if you don't know, Timmy, Tom, and I are longtime running buddies. Mm-hmm. And we love to go on road trips, to go on races. And we would go on road trips. We need to go on some. We, we do. need. I know. We need some. I'm you know, hankering for a road trip. Mm-hmm. Hankering for some buckies. Ooh, my goodness. And we would go on these trips and we would jam out. <laughs> Singing different songs. And so when Steven started going with us on these road trips, he had a big question mark over his head. He wasn't sure what those noises were that were coming out of the speakers. I didn't know that that thing in the middle part of the car with the two knobs, I was like, that's what that's for. That was amazing. You thought it was more AC or something? uh, Yeah, I just thought I kept on turning it up, but nothing really happened. So now I, I, I get it. So if you can go back and listen to many episodes of Timmy Time and enjoy his just phenomenal vocals. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. The golden voice. He broke the internet with the Titanic song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go check that out. We made a pivot, though, a couple of episodes ago with Timmy Time where he is, because what we found out is it seemed like Stephen knew a ton about movies, but not about music, which was confusing. It seems like it's all pop culture. It would all go together. Right. But my neighbor growing up actually had cable, and so we didn't have a lot of radio. <laughs> so we'd sneak over to my neighbor's house who had like HBO and things like that. So, so we- he had cable, but you didn't have a radio? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you couldn't find a neighbor with a radio? Right, exactly. I didn't know what it was. See, so you no. didn't know what you didn't know. <laughs> right, exactly. But I knew HBO, so I was I like, bet you did. Yeah, I yes. did. We are doing movies today. <laughs> So what I thought I'd do, you know, it is still hot here in Texas. It's in September. It's very hot. We're recording this a couple of days before the episode goes live, but it's still really hot. But we are longing for the fall. Mm-hmm. We want those change of leaf colors. Football started now. Candy corn. <laughs> candy corn is on its way. Do you like candy corn? I do. Yeah, I it's, like candy corn with peanuts in it. Makes it taste like a payday. Whoa. whoa. Well, hey. Mm-hmm. You know. A little pro tip. We're giving yeah, out all nice. kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to be Sheila's best friend. She likes candy corn, too. Sheila. I bet Sheila. You- <laughs> oh, she. <laughs> they need to get a song from Timmy Time. Candy corn. That's just a little serenade for you, <laughs> Sheila. <laughs> candy corn and Timmy Time. <laughs> yeah, so we're yearning for the fall. So I thought what we'd do today, you know, we like to have a theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, last time, I believe it was, what was the theme last time? It was about candy. Yeah. I can't remember. You picked we had different candy, candy and Summer hot movies. Stuff. With summer movies, that's yes, right. Yeah. Now that it was the hot episode. We well, we are about. moving quickly through the seasons because today <laughs> we are doing yeah. fall classics. Woo-hoo. Ooh. Have you These guys are... ever fell while you're running? It's a classic. It's a classic fall. <laughs> I like it. I like what you did with that. Yes, we are doing fall classic movies. These are not new ones. These are, You won't find these in the last few years, but you know. Last 10 to 20 years, I'd say. Yeah. If you go to any blockbuster, you can go down the aisle and look at it and pull them out. That's my favorite place to go. Blockbuster. Mm -hmm. Love it. Great. There's actually only one blockbuster left. Did you know that? Yes, in California. Yeah. 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 Did you guys ever hear the rumor? 
What? That uh, they had a chance to buy Netflix. Yes. Didn't do for it. Like ten million dollars. Is that all? And didn't do it. Oh my goodness. I'll never take off. Yeah. yeah. That's what <laughs> movies <said>. by mail. <laughs> By May. Yeah, I remember you used to, yeah, you used to be in the mail. Yeah. yeah, remember you get like your catalog. Do you remember those Columbia CD things? Yeah. Where oh, yeah. You would you like it. 99 cents for the, not that I ever did it, but you know, like 99 cents. That was awesome. For the you got to ask CDs. MB about that. Really? Yeah. Like we were up one night. I don't know. She was stayed up later than that than me. And I come home and like two days later, we had like 12 <laughs> CDs of like 70s classic love songs. <laughs> The best. Whoa. Remember those commercials? <laughs> yeah, late of course night? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I love those commercials. So here's what we're doing. We have five <laughs> fall classic movies for you today. I'm going to read a little bit about it. It will give Stephen zero hints because it is so generic. Okay. The, the setup that I give you. And then Timmy Time is going to do three different lines one, it's going to be tough to get. Okay. The middle one will be a little bit easier. The last one, you'll probably get it if All you right. haven't by that point. All right. All right. So this first movie was released, shocking, <laughs> in selected cities, and it just let the word of mouth generate interest. Wow. Before gradually expanding distribution, it grossed $92.8 million in North America and was released with critical acclaim. Whoa. So that the screenwriter received a British Academy Film Award. I wonder if there's a hint in there. Hmm. An Oscar nomination and a Writers Guild of America Award for her screenplay. Wow. Oh, it's a female. Yes. The film ranked 23rd on AFI's 100 Years, 100 Laughs. There's another hint. Is that America's Funniest Home Videos? I think so. What is AFI? I don't know what that means. Bob Saget? Bob, there you that go. That was a good show. <laughs> And was number 60 on Bravo's 100 Funniest Movies. Whoa. You ready for this, Steve? You got a good, good, good idea? I have so not a clue, but I will. I'm sure once I hear Timmy Time, I will, I'll, I'll just get it right away. You probably will. Well, Timmy Time, what is our first movie? Now, if you're listening at home or on the road or while running, mm -hmm. try to guess as well. Yeah. Yep. Play along. Yep. Play along. Okay. Hint number one. All right. When I buy a new book, I read the last page first. That way, in case I die before I finish, I know how it ends. That, my friend, is a dark side. Ooh, Steven. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking over there? You sound like Morgan Freeman when you started out there. So I, I mean, like Morgan Freeman, yeah. but he is not in this movie. Right. But you sounded like him. He's in 90% of movies, yeah. but not this one. Right. Um, read the last page <clears throat> first. Mm, I'm going to say that is Dan in Real Life. That's a good movie, though. It I is. I love that movie. Funny fact, we actually watch that as family tradition. We watch that movie every Christmas Eve. Do you really? I don't know why. Then how did you know this line wasn't in it? <laughs> yeah, you think you know. It's, it sounds like it. I didn't say I memorized the movie. <laughs> but there, okay, so there's a scene where they're in a bookstore, and I thought, well, maybe that's that's what it is. I'll just give me a hard time. That's a good one. All right, let's okay. go with line number two. Okay. Time. <clears throat> I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. That's really good. Came here tonight. I like your deduction. You're, you're diagramming the sentence. Yes. The, uh, I have no idea. Dane in real life. <laughs> Is not the answer. <laughs> My, that, I'm, oh gosh. 
Can you say it one more time? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> Spends the rest of your life. The rest of your life begins tonight. Blah, 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 blah. Something you want me to read it again? Yes, please. Okay. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. All right. So it didn't happen during the day, that's for sure. <laughs> it's a good good reasoning there, Stephen. Yeah, I'm going to say that is when Harry met Sally. That is Boom. correct. What? It is. Correct. Yeah, good game. That was a, such a guess. It was. It totally yeah. was. I was trying to think of, yeah. Oh, good job. Yeah. Good job. Good you job. want the last line? Yes, please. I'll have what she's having. Oh, okay, yeah, well, that, that, yeah, that, that one. Yeah, that was that's the classic good job, line. brother. I totally guessed. I just it, I was trying to process. Yeah. Hey, something I learned I did not know about this when I was doing my <laughs> research. Rob Reiner was the director. Uh huh. His mom is the one that says, "I'll have what she's having." Really, His really, real life mom. Is yeah, he the one who did like Breakfast Club and all that stuff? No, too? no, no. <laughs> that's John. Somebody Zemeckis, Seymour. No, John Hughes. John oh, Hughes. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Stephen, well done. Thank you, thank you. That was completely a guess. Thank you. Well, you know, you did some reasoning. Yeah. You probably thought, okay, bookstore. But, yeah. People. Yeah. <laughs> bookstore. <laughs> Seattle on a boat. Yeah. Talk show radio. Right. Were they Wait, in Seattle in that one? No, that's... That's uh, Sleepless in... Or, uh, Sleepless in Seattle, yeah. My bail, mailbox is full. Oh, you got mail. <laughs> my mailbox is you full. You got mail. <laughs> All right, you ready for number two? I am. I am. That's just a warm-up act. So here we go. And by I'm, number two, I don't mean <laughs> yes. the beacon of light. I mean the next line. Another fall next, classic. An- <laughs> Legends of the Fall. Here we go. The second movie. It's a great. Okay, movie. let me set this up. By the way. Okay. <clears throat> this film received positive reviews from critics and grossed 225 million during its theatrical run against a 10 million dollar budget. That is a great Ooh, ROI. That is. At the 70th, this is going to help you narrow it down, the 70th Academy Awards, it received nominations in nine categories, including Best Picture and Best Director, and one in two Best Supporting Actor and Best Original Screenplay. Whoa. Some Timmy time with that amazing setup. Okay. Let's do line number one. Line Number one. <laughs> I feel like it's like a spelling bee. Could you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> yeah, the- maybe. But at least I won't be unoriginal. Ooh, maybe. But at least I won't be. Not a lot to go on there. Not a lot to go on. Maybe. I'm going to say Pulp Fiction. No, not a bad guess. Good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, here's line number two. This is a longer line. Ooh, okay. okay. More more context clues, Steven. Yes. All right, I'm ready, ready to go. Yes. Okay. You know what the best part of my day is? For about 10 seconds when I pull up to the curb and when I get to the door, because I think maybe I'll knock on the door and you won't be there. No goodbye, no see you later, no nothing. You just left. I don't know much, but I knew know that. Let's see. I'm thinking it's fall time, so something about it's a fall classic. A fall yes. classic about apples and how about them apples? <laughs> oh. and Do you like apples? apples? I love apples. Well, I got her number. <laughs> how do you like them apples? Goodwill Hunting. Nice. Yes, that is a great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Yes. Good job, Stephen. Yeah. I thought the second one was probably too much. Yeah, that was that was too much. But that that's the powerful line in that movie. Yes. I, I, yeah, like he was talking about the guy in that, right? Ben Affleck was talking about Matt, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. He yeah, was hoping yeah. that he would He'd just be gone. He was yeah. too yeah. smart to be yep. still a part of. Yeah. Yes. If you haven't seen that movie, by the way, mm-hmm. it holds up. I had my daughter, who's twenty, 
And my son, who's 17, watched it with us. They loved it. Great yeah. movie. It has a little bit of language. Uh, yeah. A little language. <laughs> but you know what? Robin Williams is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, that last line um, you just heard, do you like apples? Well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? Well, I knew you get one that one. Yes. Well done. Okay, number three. So you're two for two, Stephen. This is impressive. I think it's Tim's delivery, honestly. Probably so. It's Robert fantastic. E- <laughs> Robert Ebert of the Chicago Sun Times gave this film three out of four stars. What? You, you got to narrow down, Stephen. What about Siskel? What, what did about, he say? He, he had already passed. Oh, sorry. R. And R. lauded the immensely lovable main characters. Janet Maslin of the New York Times also praised this film, writing of the leads. The female lead plays her role blithely, I don't know what that means, incredibly this time, and with an air of freshness. A minimum of cute fidgeting and a lot of fond chemistry with the lead actor. And they continue to amaze. Once again, they inhabit a new role without any obvious actorly behavior. (laughs) Her line is very confusing. I will end it at that, Stephen. That is so much to go on. I don't know how you're not going to get this one. Timmy time, you ready? I feel like I already don't know. You didn't want to mention Lyle Lowenstein? What does he say? A winning romantic comedy. There you go. Whoa. Okay. See, he was he was more pithy than me. <laughs> the other lady. He beat around the bush on that one. Yes. All right, Timmy time, you ready? All right. I am ready. The first line. <laughs> I would have asked for your number, and I wouldn't have been able to wait 24 hours before calling you and saying, hey, how about some coffee or, you know, how drinks or dinner or a movie for as long as we both shall live? Whoa. First of all, I think he should take her on a date first. I mean, he needs to get to know her. That seems a little bit stalkerish. Uh, stalkerish. Yeah. At least go on a trail run together or something like that. That's, that's, I have no idea. Maybe they're running buddies, Stephen. That's you, true. I know that they're not. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to say 40-Year-Old Virgin. No, sir. It's a good movie, too, when he gets his <laughs> chest hairs waxed. Oh. Line number two. Line number two, Stephen. All right, I'm ready. The Godfather is the I Ching. The Godfather is the sum of all wisdom. The Godfather is the answer to any question. Why should I pack for summer vacation? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. What day of the week is it? Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday? Steven looks very confused. The light bulb has not gone off. Um, is that Return to Me? No, Steven, it was not. Was you say Return to Me? Yeah. Oh, is that a movie? <laughs> yeah, it's the one with... Big uh, Shields? No, it's another Mini Driver movie, actually. Oh. Yeah, Do you guys driver. like Mini Driver? Not really. I like, I like the bigger drivers. Yeah. <laughs> I like a Callaway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at you knowing golf terms. Ooh, golf man yeah. over there. Yeah. All right. So hoity-toity. I'm so entitled. Okay. <laughs> Mike. Man, the dad golf jokes yes. are out in I know. force. They are. Someone laughed at that just now, though. Some, someone you. did. Someone out there laughed. They just fell that. over, too. <laughs> they did. It's did a, you just make up that entitled? I did. That was pretty good. Oh, pretty thanks. good. Yeah. 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 A few people rolled their eyes, but a few people laughed. Yeah. It's better than Big Bertha coming out. <laughs> it's true. We have seen that in the Beacon of Life. <laughs> we big birthed a lot of things. That's so true. Well, this last line, Stephen, is a shorter one, but I think if you listen closely, okay, if you've seen this movie or at least know seen the trailer, like you like to watch trailers, 
<laughs> I think you'll get it. All right, I'm ready to go. All right, ready Clue to go. number three. I wanted it to be you. I wanted it to be you so badly. What in the world? I wanted it to be. You sound like John Travolta when you're saying. Yeah, I wanted it to be you. <laughs> I'll do a different version. Okay. I wanted it to be you. I wanted it to be you so badly. That didn't really help, but it was awesome. <laughs> I wanted it to be you. <laughs> Is that Rocky? I, do. I wanted it to be you so much. I wanted it to be you so badly. Do it for do the guy at Green Mile. I wanted it to be you. I wanted it to be you so badly. <laughs> Steven, you got a lot of options to choose from. All of them were fantastic, to quote Jeff, but I have no clue on this one. Um, you you said this movie earlier tonight. You got something. I did? You got something. What you got? Is this Pulp Fiction? What you got? Ding, ding. Mail. Ding, ding. You got mail? You got mail. What? Is the That's movie. it? Yes. So badly. I don't remember, remember when she when he when they finally see each other at the end. She says, "I wanted to be you. I wanted it to be you so badly." My bad. He no. doesn't have like female or male, right? Yeah, that's my fault. No, no, it's okay. I don't think it would have helped. I mean, you did a great job, but <laughs> I wanted it to be you. <laughs> All right, this is number four out of five. This movie, among mainstream critics in the U.S., this movie received generally positive reviews. <laughs> Have you narrowed it down? Oh, that's perfect. Ishtar. <laughs> that would actually not be the case. Rotten Tomatoes reported that 73% gave this film a positive review with an average score of 6.3 out of 10. I know I'm giving it away. Uh, wow. And it was an inspirational crowd pleaser with a healthy dose of social commentary. It may be predictable, but it's also well-crafted and features terrific performances. The cinema score gave this film a rare A plus grade. You what? ready for Timmy ready Timmy time mm-hmm. for line number one? Line number one. <laughs> I don't scratch my head unless it itches, and I don't dance unless I hear some music. Hmm. That sounds like a western to me. Ooh, yeah. Um that I'm gonna guess is the Magnificent Seven. Incorrect. So close. <laughs> Same genre. Western? No. Uh, no, no, okay. no, not really. All right, line number two. <laughs> line number two. If we don't come together right now in this hallowed ground, we too will be destroyed, just like they were. I don't care if you like each other or not, but you will respect each other. And maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll learn to play this game like men. <sighs> I think you know this one, Steve. I feel Let's like there's a, there's a light bulb of... <sighs> I'm having a hard time remembering. Um, oh, he does know it. <laughs> it's he remember does. the Titans. Yeah. That's the scene where they're at Gettysburg. That's mm-hmm. so true. Yes. Got it. Not only did he get the line in the movie, he got the actual context. Right. Yeah. That's got to be one of my most favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And the guy, the quarterback for the uh, Jaguars. That's right. Started he it. plays quarterback now for the Jaguars. Gardner Sun- Minshew? Sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> oh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. yeah Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. You want to do the last line just for fun? Okay. We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. You drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot up in your John Brown high parts, and then you will run a mile. Perfection. Let's go to work. I love that movie. Nicely so done. good. Good job, Steven. Yes. All right. 
Three for four. Three for four. Three yes. for four. I had a hard time getting the ratios in my brain. You got mail. It got me. Uh, that yes. one. I've, I think I've seen that one. So, I mean, I'm not a big rom-com fan. It's a good movie. I yeah, like it. Yeah. All right. This is the last mail. one. <laughs> Number five. This movie opened in American theaters back in the late 80s mm. and finished third for that weekend, grossing over $7 million. After its first five days, the film then grossed over $10 million and stayed in the top 10 for seven weeks. The movie finished its American run on January 22nd, 1988, grossing... I was 13. ...49 million after a 12-week run. That's incredible on a budget of almost $30 million. It was released in the United Kingdom in February of 88, topping the country's box office that weekend. So it did well wow. in the UK as well. I'm sure Trevor probably saw this. Yeah. All right, Timmy Time, you ready? I am. I'm ready to go. I think I already know what it is. Okay, guess. No. <laughs> you did that before with Fleetwood <laughs> yeah. Mac. Yeah, okay. Right. Ruin the show. Oh, you don't ruin this podcast, <laughs> okay. Steven. Was that seat hot or what? I feel like a whopper. Turn me over. I'm done and ready. I'm afraid to look at my ass. There'll be grill marks. Okay, it's not what I thought. <laughs> it's not what you thought. No, I was going to guess Goonies but just off randomly, but that's not that's not it at all. Hey, you guys. <laughs> That was really good, actually. <laughs> I feel like you practiced that one. Grill marks on your ass. Hmm. Uh, in the 80s. Uh, I have no idea. The Breakfast Club. That is incorrect. All right, number two has... You ready for this, Steven? I'm ready. This is hint number two, line number Three. two. He oh, says we're going the wrong way. Oh, he's drunk. How would he know where we're going? Yeah. How would he know? That was pretty good, Timmy. Yeah, we were so we good. It. We should be actors. Uh, Send fan mail. <laughs> 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 Planes, trains, and automobiles. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Planes, trains, and That's we, we got to do the last one. Okay. Right. You're, it might be the same one this time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dell, why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Classic. Well done, Stephen. You got four out of five. I've... And you got them pretty much right away. Well, I mean, no. I you mean, it didn't go to the third one ever. Yeah, I mean, well, one the of them. The one he missed. The one I missed, yeah. Well, that yeah. one, of course. But the other, so encouraging. The other four... <laughs> You had it by the second clue. I yeah. think that's fantastic. Well, he ladies, had one before we even started. Uh, that's true. And he got it wrong. <laughs> and he got it wrong. <laughs> I had a guess. It was wrong, but was wrong. I had a guess. Well, we hope you enjoyed that. Let us know how you scored out of those five. We heard from several people last time who got five out of five. Oh, serious? On we the should, first one? Yeah. On the first one. Whoa. We should get them on the show and yeah. see how they do Ooh, when, when the great lights idea. are on. That's right. Yeah. When yeah. the mic is hot. When the yeah. water's flowing. Yeah. When the water's <laughs> flowing. When Timmy's hair's flowing. Yeah, that's a distraction in it's itself. It's a big distraction. Just look at oh, your stop hair that. around. Stop. Your, your highly uh, moisturized hair. He's Ladies tossing and gentlemen, <laughs> that is oh. Timmy. Boom, always a pleasure, fellas. Great job, Tim.
Well, Stephen, believe it or not, that is the end of episode 59 of The Big Ass Runner. Yeah, what a great episode, Jeff. I, it was really awesome to hear from Dr. Lisa and getting some of those tips and kind of talking about new races and stuff. So really, really helpful information. And Timmy Time, of course, was fantastic as always. I, you know, at times I wasn't sure if it was Timmy Time or the actor he was portraying. Yeah, I mean, the talents that he has, we thought it just was vocal, but he is just a natural thespian, basically. <laughs> sure is. And he did quite well, by the way. Four out of five. I, Nicely done. Well, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, if you haven't seen a movie, it's kind of hard to get it. You know, if you haven't seen it, you think you saw it maybe once. Right, exactly. Well, well done, Steve. Anything that we want the listeners to know or do this week? Yeah, Jeff, we think we have one thing we really ask is uh, if you are listening to the podcast or maybe you're newer, we have a lot of new people starting to listen to the podcast or going back and reviewing ones that they maybe had missed. We encourage you to take a second. Hop on over to Apple on iTunes if you listen there. And basically, just like you do with any other podcast, rate it, review it, subscribe to it. And all of those things kind of help grow the show. Yes, please do that. We asked for reviews last time, Stephen. It's a double dog dare at this point. Really? It's a double dog. I'm going I'm going there. How many How many did we get, Jeff, last we time? We got none. None. So get out there and give us some <laughs> reviews. That would be awesome. We would appreciate it. Well, thanks to Angela for the intro, to Dr. Lisa, Stephen said, to Heather Hesse for doing some great work out there, to Timmy Time. For his segment, and last but not least, Stephen, our audio engineer, Steve Sriracha Pants Saunders. It's looking spicy. Way to go, Steve. You are amazing. Thanks for making us always look good. (laughs) He does. It's a hard job, Stephen. Yeah. Well, listen, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We really appreciate you downloading and listening to it, subscribing to it every Monday or whenever you listen to it. Until then, get out there, enjoy those trails. And keep running your asses off. You really do have to be in tune on how you're feeling that day. You know, we talked about DNFing. Or no, that's next episode. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. You little vixen. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we made the pivot to doing. I would like lines. you to give the definition of vixen, sir. Uh, I will say female deer. <laughs> there fox. you go. It's a fox. There you go. Yeah, female. It's a female fox. <laughs> I mean, think about R. all R. those people. What's that? R.I.P. Rip. Robin. Huh? Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> It's like rip. Are you talking about Yellowstone now? Well, I can't wait for the fourth one or the third one. We're we're diverting. (laughs) It's a very funny movie. A little inappropriate at times, but funny. But funny. Yeah. You can tell by the the title of the movie that may get inappropriate at times. All right, number two. I just thought he liked daiquiris. I wasn't sure what he was talking about. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Is that Return to Me? Oh, crap. Just knocked over water. Hang on, let me pause. Did I get your computer? You were wrong. Oh, crap. Okay, we just spilled water, and we're back. We're back. Beep, beep. Line number two. If we don't come together right now on this hollowed ground, we will t- be... Well, all right, never mind. I should have probably read this first. <laughs> Sometimes I think I can just wing them, and I forget I don't know how to read. Well, that's okay. It's mm-hmm. so true. He yes. got it. Not only did he get the line in the movie, he got the actual spot where the movie was being talked about. I don't know what I'm saying over here. <laughs> oh. Oh, that feels good. Oh, God, I'm telling you. 
My dogs are barking today. Oh. <laughs> that feels better.